El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to host a podcast called Unpopular Opinion, and that podcast was this podcast. But then, everyone else in the world decided they liked the name Unpopular Opinion a lot too, so we changed the name to You Don't Even Like This Show. Each week, me and a couple of guests selected from a pool of the absolute sharpest minds the LA entertainment scene has to offer use this here space to talk about whatever the hell we want. News, pop culture, politics, information, you name it, we talk about it. And sometimes my co-host Jeff May is here too. It's a blast. You're going to love it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, pop culture, information, the weather, politics, whatever we want to talk about. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host. But technically, my co-host from another thing is here, Kim Kroll. How's it going? Hi. Hi. I uh, Good. Do you talk about the weather sometimes on here? No, I just, I like to throw random words out. Oh, okay. It was like, I would love to talk about the weather. Do that intro. I mean, we're in LA. What is there to talk about, honestly? But uh, Kim, Hi. I mentioned is my co-host on a new thing that we're doing on YouTube. You don't even like sports live. Me live. Me, Kim, and Jeff May. Maybe you've heard of him. We go live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to talk about things happening in sports, not necessarily sports themselves. We know you don't even like sports, but don't even like sports. You can check that out on YouTube. At You Don't Sports every Wednesday at 4 p.m. But hey, this podcast isn't about sports. Not today. Not, Not today. today. I kind of wish it was almost. To- yeah, it would be way more pleasant if we were talking about sports. But yeah. as people can tell from the title of the episode, we're talking about how the presumptive Republican nominee for president is also a rapist. We all know that, right? Yeah. We've all made peace. I don't know. I don't think make peace with is the right way to put it. But Trump raped a lady probably so but like uh, from, a, from a legal perspective he's definitely raped one and that's a thing we'll get into there is still i think some debate about whether a court actually ruled that he raped e Jean carroll and they, so, did. they did it's so insane to me it's insane to me that in 2000 and we'll get to that but like i what year the 2006 15, 16, the last election or the, the election before, my God, that feels like a dream. Um, the grab you by the pussy thing and that people, it was like, oh, thank God, nail in the coffin. I guess I have hope in humanity that we're just willing, like there's so many people that are either willing to deny or justify a serial predator. That's yeah. Burn it down and salt the earth. We're done. That was the one moment during the 2016 election where I was like, okay, maybe this will do Trump in and he won't win because of the grab him by the pussy video. But then two days before the election, I don't know if you remember, James Comey announced that the FBI was investigating Hillary Clinton, which at the time they were like, no, there's nothing political behind us announcing that. Two days before the election. It's like one of the biggest elections of our lives. Yeah. Like that was obviously political. And I do think it's why Trump ultimately won. Like I, I still think Hillary Clinton might have beat him without that FBI announcement, but we'll never know. We will never Uh, know. The night before that election, I was bartending and I, the whole bar cheers to the next woman, the first woman president of the United States, like the entire bar. No one thought this monster would win. Yeah. And here we are again. I knew he was going to win. I thought he was going to win. Yeah. I, I wrote about it. I made a big deal out of it and people called me crazy. Like people got mad at me for talking about Trump on the podcast back in 2015 and 2016, because every voice out there was like, no, of course he's not going to win. That's crazy. And if you said he was going to, you got laughed at. There's a very famous video of, I believe it's Keith Ellison. He is currently Minnesota's attorney general. He's a very progressive 
type. And there's a really famous video of him on one of the politics talk shows when Trump was campaigning. And he was like, I think we need to take into account that Trump could actually win. And people like, I think it's George Stephanopoulos and someone else. And they like just LOL at him. Like they laugh out loud and are like, you can't possibly be serious. Like that was the whole vibe was no one thought Trump could win, but I knew he could he win. Didn't. He did. And I think yep. he's going to win now. I think he's, Ooh. I think I mean, we need to take it seriously at least this time. Cause I think you're right. No one took it seriously. I don't even think Trump, if you see a, a video of Trump and his campaign announcing that he's the president, they all were like, Oh fuck. We did this for career moves. We didn't do this because we thought we'd be the president. Like you could even tell they were shocked. Yeah. I think we need to start taking it seriously that Trump may ruin our lives for another four years. Sadly. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that we need to take Trump seriously, but I'm also kind of concerned that RFK Jr. could win. Really? He at first tried to run as a Democrat and it was like, <laughs> cute we've We're we done. get vaccinated over here in the science party the science party we believe in yeah but yeah. now he's running as an independent and there are a lot of people who want to join that we don't like science party who also don't necessarily want to vote for trump so there are polls we talked about it on an episode a couple months ago there at one point i haven't checked the polls recently but there were a bunch of polls where RFK Jr. was murdering among young voters compared to Trump and Biden. Like he was the clear choice among young voters. So with it being a three person race, people aren't talking about it enough. But RFK Jr. could absolutely win. Let me ask you, though, him aside, if an independent third party one, would that open a door to maybe having more than a two party system or would that just be a, a one-off? I mean, I think it would kind of force a system that goes beyond a two party system because if he wins that way, it would just be a blueprint for how other candidates could win that way in the future. And maybe we'll have an election where there's five or six independent candidates who all have a decent shot. Like, I think it, that might be the only good thing out of him having a shot. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, not a, the only like in a sliver of good. I don't think he's great at all, but Biden, I think is actively losing the election right now with what's happening in the Middle East. I know a lot of people who are crazy progressive who are like, I, I cannot, and I will not vote for Joe Biden. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I will not vote for him. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was just going to mention is I could see, a thing developing where people do withhold votes over the Middle East. And like, why not? Like, like if you're ever going to take a stand for anything, like genocide is a good choice. Genocide is kind of the, one of the ones you should take a stand for. Yeah. And if you're one of these people, if you're a Democrat, like we bring things up about Biden all the time and very consistently we get comments from people who are like, oh, I didn't know you were a right winger or, oh, hey, thanks for helping get Trump reelected. And it's like, uh, that can't be the two options anymore. Like, it's not going to fly to just be like, all right, well, yeah, we're actively ruining the world, but at least we're not Trump. It's like, aren't, yeah. aren't you Trump? Are like you're aren't kids still in cages, by the way, like yeah. kids are still in cages at the border. The border is a mess. Yeah, Biden, I mentioned this recently also, Biden sold immigrants out in the name of trying to secure aid for Ukraine. Like, he sent this Ukraine aid bill to Congress, and just as like a, I don't know, like an olive branch to the right-wingers, he put like money for border security in with it. And thinking they were just going to be like, oh, Joe, that's so yeah. nice. Of course we'll sign off on your aid for Ukraine. And instead, they were like, oh, the border is on the table here? <laughs> well, now, if you want this aid, we're going to need that wall. And, like, that's how Biden is going to go down in history as the president who really built the wall. Because yeah, he, decided, the he decided to use immigrants as a bargaining chip. Uh, and like you said, this isn't where we should be. Like, I feel like I have to vote for Biden 
like I'm being held against the wall. Like I have no options because Trump, like women are like, there's 26,000, I believe, pregnancies from rape in Texas. It might be more than 26,000, thousands of rapes that are pregnancies from a rape in Texas that these these victims had to carry to term because they were unable to leave the state. So I understand what's at stake or at, at stake. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand what's at stake. That's the right saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you got yeah. it right. I was like, is it stake or state? I don't know sayings. Cause I, you know, but I, I don't know. I'm yeah. And that's a thing that came up too. When we criticized Biden at one point, someone jumped in the comments and, and was like, you're the reason Roe versus Wade got overturned. And it's like, no, we're not. And also, like, Democrats can't just become Republicans. Like, that was Republicans for a long time. It was, oh, yeah, I know we're voting against our own best interests, but abortion. Yeah. That's insulting. Like, Democrats can't become that. It can't become, oh, yeah, well, we're participating in a genocide, but also abortion. Like, nope, 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 nope. No. Like, so. You should you should want better from your party. And also, last I checked, we are not in a cult. So I voted oh. for Biden and I'm allowed to criticize Biden. I'm not in the Trump cult to where I'm not allowed to say anything bad about him. You know what I mean? Like, that's what this is. Yeah. I'm allowed to have an opinion about the guy and not be a right winger or. Yeah. Anyone but, who ever tells you you can't criticize the government is being very anti-American. Like, yeah, of course you can criticize the government, no matter who's in office, no matter who you voted for, no matter who comes off as the good guy and who comes off as the bad guy and criticize whoever the fuck you want. It's the government. We pay their bills. So I mean, we pay their bills at the expense of not being able to pay our own bills now. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. I love it. What a time to be alive. It is. It's such a great time to be alive. So for those reasons and more. I do suspect we are maybe on the road to having a confirmed rapist in the White House. And that's what I want to talk about. I just want to, you know, reflect on Trump's history of sexual abuse and assault and rape allegations and the recent verdict in the E. Jean Carroll trial. It's not completely straightforward, like why there have been two different awards in that trial. So I want to explain I, all that. Oh, okay. I was like, I know why, but then I realized I know why. Cause you sent me. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> you know why too. Okay. I was like, Hey, I know why. All right. I just read it, but yeah, yeah it, it is because I looked it up. Yeah. And it is, it isn't straightforward because it, what it does look like he wasn't convicted of rape, but right. still had, but was convicted of defamation and sexual abuse, which is so misconduct is, that word infuriates me because it's such a cute little way to say you abuse someone. But because it's because of our history, you know, our history, men, white men are typically the ones and they don't want to have the bad, the, the R word attached to their name. And it's not harassment. So it's like rape, harassment and all of this big gray area gets to be misconduct because we don't want to upset people and put labels on them. Yeah. I'm yeah. And that is. Yeah, there is a lot of that going on with this Trump verdict. But first, let's talk about some of the other allegations that have been made against Trump. We're pulling this from an article that I encourage people to read on a website called The 19th. It's 19thnews.org, an article written by Marielle Padilla that is called Defend and Deny What We Know About Trump and Accusations of Sexual Misconduct. And what I like about this article is it's just a like rundown of a lot of the allegations. Apparently there's someone out there who found like another 40 or so allegations. Yeah. I heard there were 62 allegations in total. Like crazy. One allegation, maybe someone's trying to ruin your life, but by the way, it's less than 1% of, of rape accusations that are false. Like, it's right. it's very low. So when people are like women drive, fuck off. Um, and if you're accused once, maybe twice, three times, dude, you you're a rapist. Sixty two times. Yeah, there there's allegations in here that go beyond rape. Like there's pedophile stuff in here too. Basically, yeah. like when you're talking yes. to Teen USA pageant and him 
walking in on those kids getting dressed and Oof. how proud he is of it, how from his mouth he said those like he when i was reading through the allegations i was like yeah this is exactly what we overheard with what was that guy's billy bush in 2005 grab him by yeah. the pussy is that billy but yeah like everything he said in that was just all these allegations so i don't know why they're not believed because it came out of his mouth that he does that he forces himself on people because he can oh i hate him yeah i think the problem is his supporters don't care they like don't care trump is the goal and anything that happens on the road to getting trump established as the king of america which is what they clearly want anything that happens on the way to making that happen is fine the ends justify the means that's the thinking and it's it's so confused like i can't lot like i don't understand the logic of these you watch the videos there's tons of interviewers that go to trump rallies now ever since jordan kelp did it yeah. like maybe he wasn't the first but like listening to these people I don't the only thing they're deeply stupid and I I feel bad saying it that way but like they're like it they've been brainwashed and they're in a cult like and they don't even like they blame I think they blamed Obama for something that Bush the Bush administration had done like Obama wasn't even on the radar of running for president at this point I can't remember what it was but the guy was like yeah, that was the Bush administration. And they were like, oh, like, yeah, I don't understand the logic. Like, I've tried to talk to Trump supporters and I'm like, you don't like it doesn't. And they're all religious. This guy's cheated on every. I don't know. I can't. I don't even know. So we go ahead. Yeah. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. So let's talk about some of I'm short circuiting. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> allegations. Jessica Leeds told the New York Times in 2016 that in the late 70s, Trump, who she didn't, he was like a stranger. She didn't even know him, reached his hand up her skirt, grabbed her breasts on a flight to New York. She said he was like an octopus and his hands were everywhere before she fled to the back of the plane. Again, that's from the article on the 19th, which we will link to in the show notes. Please go read it. And you hear this a lot about Trump. There's lots of, he he touched me inappropriately. Like, it seems like that's just kind of his opening move is just, let me do some groping and see what kind of response I get. If they're into it, they'll stay. If they're not, they'll run away and they're too, and I will win. Like, there's nothing they can do about it. I need to read Ivana Trump's book. Because Ivana yeah. Trump, she wrote a book about her marriage to Donald Trump a long, long time ago. And one of the things that this was like out there in public well before we elected Trump, people knew about this. She, one, accused him of raping her in a fit of rage in 1989 and then later said she didn't mean it in a literal or criminal sense. And it's like, okay. Happy so my cousin bought me a book called Hiding in Plain Sight, and it's written by a historian who talks about how we know 50 to 100 years of history, each person. Like, we kind of just know as far back as, like, 50, 100 years is, right? Yeah. And historians have been able to track that America was on its way to electing not Trump, but someone like Trump. And I had to stop it. Like the book, it talked about the, the guy who ghost wrote his book, The Art of Making a Deal. In 2015, that guy quote said, if I worked, obviously worked very closely with Trump. He said, if Trump is elected a president, it will trigger the end of days. So then I had to put the book down for like three weeks because it, it's a really upsetting book. And then I picked it up to the next chapter that was about Ivana's rape. And yeah. It was so graphic and disturbing. It was, she had sent him to a doctor about his hair and you know how his hair is super fucked up. The yeah. doctor had done something that made, and so he ripped out a chunk of her hair when he came in, scalp bleeding and raped her. Then she went and called news people and tried to, you know, the cops, all that stuff. 
And the next morning, by the next morning, she had recanted and it was over and she was like, never mind. And I guess she came. And I also think he killed her, by the way. I think he orchestrated that death. I don't know have any. Really? Yeah. I've read a couple of things, but I haven't dug deep into it because it. I literally, after I read about that rape, it shook me to my core. I have not picked that book back up again. And I debate all the time when I'm going through books to throw it away because it's yeah, like he raped that woman hands down, like and then threatened her. I'll look into more information and maybe we can do a conspiracy about him killing her. Maybe not, though. I don't want to. I mean, yeah, we could look into it. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that, but who knows? I know another allegation that came. I don't know if it was from her book. I I feel like I remember it being from like a Vanity Fair or GQ profile. But Ivana Trump is also the one who made the claim that Trump slept with a book of Hitler's speeches next to his book bed or on his like bedside table and there's other quotes from trump that make it pretty clear he did at least own that book at one point because he pointed out that the person who gave it to him was jewish so i he's like obviously at least had the book and she claims he like slept with it and that was prior to 2016 like that's prior to the witch quote witch hunt Yeah. yeah 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 so Another allegation against Trump, Kristen Anderson, a photographer and former model, told the Washington Post in 2016 that Trump sat next to her at a nightclub in the early 1990s, reached under her skirt. Anderson said the incident lasted about 30 seconds, but she and her friends were, quote, very grossed out and weirded out. So, again, that's another example of him just feeling a woman up on site. That's that's there's also Jill Harth who worked with Trump in the 1990s. She accused him of attempted rape in a 1997 complaint. So so a decade prior to this witch hunt. Yeah. Sorry, everyone keeps saying that we're making this up just to like, because we don't want Trump. And it's like, no, 97. Oh, that's a long, long time ago. That's decades ago. I don't know what year it is. (laughs) (laughs) 97 in 2016, isn't that? Oh. That's that's closer to two decades. Don't tell anyone I said that. Okay, keep going. <laughs> and she claimed that in 1993, Trump tried to kiss her in his daughter's bedroom at Mar-a-Lago. And she dropped the suit a few weeks after filing it, she said, as a part of a settlement with Trump in a separate breach of contract case. So nothing really ever came of that except a settlement. Jesus. I hope she is set for life. This one is wild. Lisa Boyne a health food business entrepreneur told the Huffington post in 2016 that she attended a dinner with Trump in 1996, where several women were forced to walk across a table while Trump looked up their skirts and commented on their bodies. Quote, it was the most offensive scene I've ever been a part of. That's a quote from Lisa Boyne. That's, that's crazy. That's who, and how many people were just there being like, this is fine. Yeah. Like, I feel like once you're hanging out with people like Trump, you're just like, this is just what rich people do. This is this is what it's like for rich people. You have dinner and you make all the women walk across the table so you can look up their skirts. I mean, look at Weinstein, Epstein. My my friend was a, a bottle service girl when she moved to L.A. and worked a lot of Hollywood parties and basically was told with Harvey Weinstein, like this is stay away from him. If you see something, don't say anything because you won't be able to work back with us again. So if he hurts you, harasses you, anything, and or you see it happening, the best bet is to turn around and walk away. And she was young and she's like, one of my regrets is that I was like, well, I don't want to lose my job. It's yeah that we've just accepted it for so long that these powerful men can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I still feel like Harvey Weinstein finally got taken to task over that because when he launched his TV network, the first show he put out was Waco, which is a very anti-government take on what happened at Waco. Because people knew forever that Harvey Weinstein was doing that. And at any point, they could have brought women forward to be like, all right, well, time time to fucking settle up, dude. And yeah. no one ever did until... He decided to make Waco the first show on his new network. I feel like someone in the government was like, all right, motherfucker, 
You know, we know what you've been doing. Like, fine, roll those dice. And here's the thing. Good. Wow. Good. Good. I'm glad it happened to him. I don't care why. Finally. Yeah. Like, I wish it would have happened sooner. But if that's why it happened, hey, I'm on the government side for a change. Fuck it. Yeah. Wow. And he's life in prison now. Yeah. Not Martha Stewart prison, right? Yeah. He's going to die in prison, I think. Which, again, good. Fuck him. Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, Hey, speaking of teens, five former Miss Teen USA contestants told BuzzFeed News in 2016 that in 1997, Trump just walked in the dressing room while everyone was getting dressed. And again, operative word there, Miss Teen USA. So the girls in that room, according to one of them, ranged in age from 15 to 19. And Trump was just like, hey, I've, you know, I've seen it all before. Don't worry, ladies. That's, I don't even know where to, for children. Like if, you're, if you're a person that is still justifying this guy, you should be are rooting for that. You should be ashamed of yourself. Like you're and just as bad. This is one of the allegations that he's basically admitted to. He went on the Howard Stern show in April 2005 and Howard Stern asked about Miss USA and Miss Universe. And Trump said he would just, you know, go backstage when girls were standing there with no clothes on. And he said, as the owner, I sort of get away with things like that. But he wasn't specifically asked about Miss Teen USA in that. Do you think Howard Stern was like, I don't want to know. I have such mixed emotions about Howard Stern. Uh, Yeah, I think Howard Stern's heart is in the right place, at least when it comes to Trump, because he stopped having him on like. There was a diff. There's a big, big difference between having Trump on in 2005 when he's mm-hmm. just like a media personality, yeah, and what SNL did, letting him host the show in 2016, which was a blatant violation of U.S. election laws. Is that uh, why they allowed Hillary to come on a couple of times or something? I remember reading something about that. Well, they got in trouble for letting Trump host. And by law, they had to give the same amount of time on the air. NBC had to give the same amount of time on air to Democrat candidates. And they did over like Thanksgiving weekend or something when no one was expecting to watch Saturday Night Live anyway, because it would have been a rerun. But yeah, I like I mean it when I say I don't fuck with SNL anymore because they actively helped Trump get elected. One of my last cracked articles was about how NBC was clearly trying to get Trump elected. You could even watch the interviews he did with Chuck Todd on who I think hosted Meet the Press or something like that at the time and compare them to the interviews he did with Hillary Clinton. Like, I'll find my article and link to it, even though I don't want to give cracked the traffic. But Chuck Todd would annihilate Hillary Clinton in interviews. He was so hard on her. And then he'd interview Trump and Trump would say the craziest shit. And Chuck Todd would be like, all right, next question. And it's like, you're not going to press him on that at all. And it was so obvious to me that NBC wanted a former star of theirs. Like he was an NBC star on The Apprentice. Like they obviously wanted him elected. So to this day, when people are like, oh, but Bowen Yang is on SNL. I don't give a fuck. SNL is the government. SNL helped Trump get elected. SNL is canceled in my eyes. Wow. Just like even looking at the timeline leading up to that election, you were right. We yeah. should have known. Let's talk about another. Another rape. Okay. Another so many. allegation. I honestly, you know what? We'll leave some meat on the bones so you can go read the article yourselves. We'll jump around. We're not going to get to every allegation because there's too many. And we have to talk about the trial still. Jeez. There's yeah. also Temple Taggart. This is another class of Trump sexual assault. The one where he will just like kiss a woman on the lips unprovoked. She was a former Miss Utah. She told New York Times in 2016, Trump, quote, kissed me directly on the lips, end quote, when he met her at the 1997 Miss USA pageant and also did it again months later. Jesus. Uh, I just... What? Yeah, I don't have I don't have any words. I just can't I cannot believe we're here again. Yeah. Yeah, like it seemed like we were done with Trump. I'm tired. 
I read that Melania is like, I don't want to do this again, so I'm gonna dip out. Could she be yeah. her only hope? <laughs> she like I'm just happy to see her alive. Like there was a time there where I was pretty sure Melania was gonna turn up wherever Shelly Miskovich is, which Shelly Miskovich. She is the wife of the current head of Scientology, David Miskovich. And she has been missing. Like no one has seen her in years. Gerard Carmichael actually went viral. He hosted the, I want to say Golden Globes. It was some awards show. And uh -huh. someone had said that they don't care about Golden Globes awards or whatever awards. So he came out with an armful of them and was like, since we don't care about these, can I trade these for Shelly Miscavige? Wow. And the room fell silent. And it is one of my favorite award show jokes of all time. It oh, my so God. Because, yeah, she's just gone. Like, she's no one has seen her. And they're like, yeah, she's alive. Don't worry about it. Shh, it's fine. Don't ask questions. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So, oh, here's here's one that relates to my interests. Amy Doris, a former model, said Trump forcibly kissed and groped her in his private box at the U.S. Open Tennis Championship in 1997. Do not defile the hallowed grounds of the U.S. Open, sir, please. Yeah, that probably really crossed the line for you. You take a nap and get up at midnight to watch tennis. Kim, I heard I that so match tired. went on until like 5 a.m. I am so tired because I stayed up watching the, US, or the Australian Open final last night, which started at 12.30 a.m. Fortunately, it was a women's match. Those only go three sets. Until tonight, five. tonight, I have to watch the men's final, and those can go up to five sets. So I might be up until like four in the morning watching tennis. So yeah, don't, don't fuck around at the U.S. Open, dude. Come on. It's I mean, just don't tennis. do this shit in general. Yeah, don't do it anyway. Yeah. No one here thinks that you're like, everywhere else is cool. It's yeah. fine. But at tennis? Yeah. You take this to a wing stop, sir. Yeah, that, that's where it also don't i like wings stuff they have all right wings um, yeah they do all right yeah fuck with that yeah oh god those are the, those are the right wings i fuck with the only the only right <laughs> i was gonna try and go with you but i couldn't come up with any clever <laughs> what, what the hell i didn't even notice this one karina virginia a yoga instructor and life coach told the washington post in 2016 that trump groped her unexpectedly wrapping his arm around her and touching her breast in 1998 while she waited for a car outside the U.S. Open. Come on, dude. That's two tennis matches. Tennis is so quiet, too. Like, yeah. What a weird place to assault someone. No good place to assault anyone, by the way. We all know that. But also at the first major sporting event that paid men and women equally. Come on. Oh, he, I don't think, I think if it were up to Trump, we would not have that. No, no. Yeah. I don't know that we'd be allowed to pay women at all if it was up to Trump. Yeah. I think that those of us who were attractive enough would have to probably just clean things. I don't know what the world would yeah. look like if Trump was in charge, but oh God. What else do we got? There's Tasha Dixon, former Miss USA contestant. She told CBS in 2016 that in 2001, once again, Trump just barged into the dressing room at the Miss USA contest. And she said he acted as if he owned the pageant for the reasons to utilize his power to get around beautiful women. Like that's, and I wouldn't be surprised if when the possibility of buying the Miss USA pageant came up, Trump was like, oh yeah. That's oh, I have more access to assault women. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate him. Uh, Melinda McGillivray told the Palm Beach Post in 2016 that Trump grabbed her butt without her consent in 2003 when they were backstage at a Ray Charles concert at Mar-a-Lago. Is nothing sacred to this man? Obviously not. Jesus. He's like, well, Ray Charles isn't going to see it. So what do I care? <laughs> Blind joke. Oh. That was good. Uh, yeah. 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 So uh, there's so many allegations. I mean in this honestly article. when i started reading these these i had to stop at like six i was like we get it he's a rapist oh this makes me yeah it's just that kind of stuff over and over it ranges anywhere from he groped me to he forcibly kissed me to 
he raped me or tried to rape me. And uh, yeah, it, it goes on and on and on. But we should talk about the incident that is making headlines next. Yes, yes. Let's talk about E. Jean Carroll and the lawsuit she filed against Trump, which has turned out to be a successful lawsuit. And one of the big sticking points with this is the notion that, yes, a jury found Trump liable for doing stuff to E. Jean Carroll, but didn't find him liable for rape, like actual rape. And that is a misconception his lawyers and supporters, I think, still kind of lean on. Yes. But it's actually been debunked isn't even the right word. Like it's on the record. Like a judge has come out and said, no, 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 no. You were found liable for rape. That's the only thing we were talking about at that trial. Yeah. So basically what happened back in May 2023, Trump was found liable for sexual abuse and defamation of E. Jean Carroll. And a jury awarded her $5 million in that ruling. And if you can believe it, Trump's legal team kind of fucked up when they seized on that sexual abuse thing. Because this is a quote from Trump's lawyer at the time, Joe Tacopina. <laughs> quote, this was a rape claim. This was a rape case all along. And the jury rejected that. They made other findings, end quote. But they were actually wrong about that. That was Trump's legal team misunderstanding the law. So what they did is they filed an appeal and they were like, sexual abuse could just mean like groping her breasts over her shirt. So this $5 million award is excessive and we want you to reconsider it. And that is when Judge Louis A. Kaplan jumped in with, the following quote. This is how he responded to their motion. The finding that Ms. Carroll failed to prove that she was raped within the meaning of the New York penal law does not mean that she failed to prove that Mr. Trump raped her, as many people commonly understand the word rape. Indeed, as the evidence at trial recounted below makes clear, the jury found that Mr. Trump, in fact, did exactly that. And... Yeah. End quote. And his other argument was like the trial was never about anything but rape. Rape. Can I ask you what I don't understand is so they agree like the jury found him liable for rape, but she was unable to prove it under New York penal law. What does that exactly mean that I think what the judge is basically saying is that they're like twisting the words around a little bit to make it seem like Trump did something less than what he did but he was found guilty of rape but not that's what's confusing because like and more just because i like to i mean you know, if you all sides dig into the weeds it has to do with the difference between if it was rape with the penis or rape with fingers like we can link to the article you can read more about it but trump was found liable for rape for like rape that, that's what the trial was about and it's just a matter of how New York law words things that makes should, it seem like maybe he was found liable for something less, but a penis in, but, but a judge has ruled that no, that's not correct. It's just a matter of wording. So, and the lawyers, Trump's lawyers came and was like, well, 5 million, this is where they made the mistake. If they would have just paid the 5 million and moved on. Yeah. But instead it was, well, if it's only groping, or if it's if it's not rape under the New York penal law, then five million is excessive. We'd like to challenge that. And they were like, all right, well, now you owe this much money. And we're without a doubt saying it was rape. Well, no, even then it would have just been the five million. Even when they appealed it, the judge was just like, no, you're wrong. Like he was actually found liable for rape. So your I argument doesn't make sense anymore because you're just misunderstanding the law and appealing based on that misunderstanding as opposed to, you know, appealing on any other grounds. So there wasn't like, there wasn't a chance he was going to get hit with like a bigger amount. So it was kind of like, like, why not? 
file an appeal, I guess. Like, of course they were going to appeal. They just appealed on the wrong grounds. They appealed on their misunderstanding of how that ruling was worded. So even then, even after that appeal, if they had just been like, all right, fine, we're going to pay the five million and Donald Trump will shut up about E. Jean Carroll forever after Mm -hmm. that, that would have been the end of it. Like we would have probably already forgotten that Trump was hit with his $5 million verdict in this case, if not for Trump himself, basically. Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. Because there's that $5 million verdict that happened last year. And now people I'm sure have heard in the news, a jury just awarded E. Jean Carroll $83.3 million over defamation. And this is just about defamation. Like the, the sexual abuse rape stuff that's already been litigated. Like they weren't even allowed to bring it up in this trial strictly because it is now a matter of record. Trump was found liable for the rape of E. Jean Carroll. This was and this is, the award that she should get. And this, the last year he has spent defaming her and saying, none of this is real. She's not my type. All the creepy crap he says about yeah. not wanting to rape ugly women. That is the crux of this part of the lawsuit. It's that while Trump's lawyers were arguing that, hey, this award is excessive, like we shouldn't be forced to pay this much. What E. Jean Carroll's lawyers were arguing here is that clearly that award was not enough because Trump has continued to defame E. Jean Carroll online at his campaign stops. Clearly that $5 million is not going to stop this. So now the jury kind of reconvened to come up with an amount that maybe would stop Trump from defaming this woman in public. And that's what this is about. It's about him continuing to do it. Had he just shut the fuck up. Yeah. If he could just shut up about it, this part would never have happened, but He kept calling her a liar in public and a jury deliberated. It took them less than three hours and they decided that one E. Jean Carroll should receive $65 million in punitive damages, finding that Trump acted with malice. And they pointed out that on just one day recently, Trump posted more than 40 times about E. Jean Carroll on truth social. Like he's clearly living above the law at this point. 40 times. Think about posting anything 40 times on social media, let alone the one subject. Have you been on true social, by the way? You know, when it first was announced, I signed up to be one of the first people to like have an account just because I wanted to see what the right wingers were up to. And then as soon as I got the invite, I was like, I don't have the energy for this. No, thanks. I'm already pretty sad. I don't want to be sadder. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't. I haven't gone on it. And when when the five million was there, like I'm learning a lot about the law now, the five million when he was when she was awarded that, was it like part of the condition is you shut the fuck up about this? Or is that just kind of understood that a normal person would just pay the money and move on? And instead, he has spent the last year defaming her. So now it's being brought back to court or brought was brought back to court. Yeah, it's been brought back because he kept defaming her. And the court already said, you did this and yeah. you have to pay for having done it. And yeah, I think with any verdict like that, the assumption is, okay, you get it that this was wrong, right? And now you're going to stop. And Trump just didn't stop. So then they had to go back to court and be like, how much money is going to make this dude shut up about E. Jean Carroll. And they landed on maybe 65 million doing the trick. They also awarded her 18.3 million in compensatory damages for suffering. So 83.3 million dollars. And that's on top of the five he's already supposed has he paid her the five or no? Is he no, I don't think he's paid her the five yet. And he's not gonna have to pay this right away either. Like he won't have to pay it while he's appealing. He's got a few different options. Apparently he can pay the court and they will hold the money until the appeals 
are decided, which is what I think he did with the five million. Okay. But this is obviously a much higher amount. So apparently he's got the option also to get a bond, but that would require him getting financing and like who's loaning Trump money right now, except Russia, if even them anymore. Yeah, they got a lot on their plate and they think they're yeah, yeah they got bigger fish to fry right now. And so it is very possible that he will have to pay her this money in full at some point because he's one of the few people who gets hit with a judgment like this and actually has the money. Like he brags about it. Like he said, just one of his businesses is worth like a billion dollars. It's is like that true, though. He lies so much. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But bad thing to lie about. Once you get hit with a lawsuit like this, you better come up with that money. Yeah, because yeah. Giuliani had to file bankruptcy when he had to pay the when he was sued by the elector. Uh, the yeah, yeah. So Trump's not gonna. He's gonna just be able to pay this one. Just pay this woman and get out of our lives. Yeah, one thing we know about Trump, he doesn't like paying for stuff like this out of his own money. That was the whole thing behind the Stormy Daniels scandal. If he had just paid her out of his own pocket, that never. This it wouldn't was, have been a case. They wouldn't have had. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a crime. Like nothing he did if he just paid her out of his pocket was technically illegal, but he paid it out of business funds and tried to like mask it in accounting to make it seem like it was a business expense. Wasn't it campaign funds? I think it was. I don't remember if it was campaign funds. I think it might have just been business funds, but either way, it's not his money and yeah, it shouldn't it be was, paid. Yeah, he was trying to do some sneaky accounting to write off having paid off Stormy Daniels. So he's I'm, I guarantee he's not going to pay the money soon. Like it's it's going to be a fight. This is a quote from Donald Trump on Truth Social. Absolutely ridiculous. I fully disagree with both verdicts and will be appealing this whole Biden directed witch hunt focused on me and the Republican Party. Our legal system is out of control and being used as a political weapon. They have taken away all First Amendment rights. This is not America. End quote. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. I mean, what an unhinged sentence. Like, I just don't understand how people read that and go, that's my guy. Like, I just, yeah. I can't. Like also, a, an interesting article that I found that we'll link to is the judge talking to the jury after this. I watched you, by the way, I was looking at the notes this afternoon and I watched you in real time, write This last one. And it, it made, I had to sit for a minute and like, think about it. Yeah. Because this jury, now that this trial is over, they're technically free to speak to the public, but also this is a quote. My advice to you is that you never disclose that you were on this jury and I won't say anything more about it, which that's an obvious reference to Trump supporters. And yeah. like, if they find out who was on this jury, those people are going to be targets of so much harassment. Yeah. Cause I'm imagining E, E, uh, E, E Jean Carroll. Carroll. Why I want to call her E K Gerald. I, I, I don't, my brain is, uh, E K E Jean Carroll. Why is there a K? We can just call her Ms. Carroll, you know, Ms. Carroll. I assume. Miss Carroll got a ton of harassment after last year's verdict. Like, oh, I don't. Oh, sure. Yeah. So these juries, what kind of fucking world do we live in that the judge is like, you can, but doing anything against this man is dangerous. And that is crazy. And it's not like the judge is talking about a mob boss or. A bunch of hillbillies, a bunch of ignorant hillbillies. Well, also, they're talking about the president or the, the future president. The hopeful Again. Republican nominee for president is also someone who a judge in a court case is like, don't say a thing. Like, don't don't do it. Don't talk like that's alarming. That's very alarming. I mean, I, like, I didn't know I could watch you type from the thing. By the way, that was really fun to watch. It felt like a futuristic thing. I watched you type that quote at, I don't know, five minutes before we were going to meet. And I was just like, I had to sit for a second. And yeah, it's alarming. It's very alarming. I hope, I hope this, I hope one of these charges stick against him and he just goes away. Yeah. The problem is 
there's nothing in the Constitution that says he can't be president from prison. That's like, wild. That's a wild thing that I guess no one thought that they had to put in the Constitution. Like someone could try to 25th Amendment him and say that because he's in prison, he's not fit to lead the country. But yeah, it's a thing like we could very well have a president who is in prison come 2024, which like we're not already the laughing stock of the world. Like, yeah, yeah. And his supporters will take that fine. I'm sure Trump going to prison. Yeah, that won't lead to chaos in the streets. But here's the thing. We got to do it. We got to do it. We got to send him to prison. I don't care if his supporters take to the streets. A bunch of them did. And a bunch of them are in prison now. Yeah. So happy election, everybody. It's going to be a fun, fun year. Now that we've hit 2024, we'll probably be covering the election a lot more. Yay. Yay. But in the meantime, this episode is over. What do we have to plug? (laughs) That was very dramatic. In the meantime, we're done. Um, Done. Um, I would like to plug you don't show on Instagram, which is our Instagram. Uh, I already plugged. You don't even like sports live with me, Jeff and Kim Wednesdays, 4 PM Pacific time. And we have a new merch store. You don't show dot link slash shop. You can get all of our shirts, but also now they're available as like hoodies and sweatshirts. There's no pre-sales. You just buy it and they'll fucking send it to you. I make less money that way but it's fine. It's less work for me. So check that out. And, uh, at Adam Todd Brown on Instagram. Also, Kim, what do you got? Um, I think the normal stuff, uh, at Kim crawl, K Y M K R A L on all the social medias. I'm trying to post, I'm posting on TikTok more. So if you're on TikTok, follow me over there. That would be awesome. Um, I have crawl space. K-R-A-L-S-P-A-C-E. That's my podcast once a week. And uh, I do have a Patreon where Jeff May and I have a Patreon exclusive podcast called Ugg Fine. Basically, we fight for an hour and a half and then debate if we should end the friendship. And then 30 days goes by and we forget that we fought for an hour and a half. Sounds fun. Hey, Kim, let's get the fuck out of here. Say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye.